0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we take a look at the texts for today, the scripture lessons, it's very tempting to preach on the epistle reading, which is really the longest doxology of scripture. We could look at the Old Testament, where Solomon is asking for God to grant him wisdom in being able to deal with those that he had to be a leader of, and to walk in the ways of the Lord. I chose today to use the Gospel lesson to share a few thoughts in terms of the Holy Family that we have represented in the Scripture lesson for today, and the Dialogues and the need for understanding of the things that transpired, particularly with Jesus staying behind. Many of us have seen the movie because it's been around for some period of time and it's even been on TV. So perhaps if you didn't look at that big screen, you saw it on TV, and that was the movie Home Alone. It's a comedy about what happens when a family goes off on a Christmas vacation to France only to accidentally leave behind their eight-year-old at home. Macaulay Culkin plays the role of the child that was left behind. The premise may seem a bit outlandish, but not much more so than the amusing antics of the home alone child as he outsmarts some bungling would-be burglars. Almost in the background of the movie is the frantic attempt of the parents to make contact with their lost child, but probably better to say their abandoned child or the one left behind, because he wasn't lost, he was at home, he knew where he was. Just last week, we celebrated the birth of Jesus, and as typical in every year of the church year, we move rather rapidly from the birth of Jesus into his ministry, which is almost beginning of next week. But we're seeing at the 12 year old son. And so we celebrated the birth of Jesus, a birth that, even in its wonder, had its difficulties. Parents know that the birth of a child is just the beginning, and Mary and Joseph were certainly no exceptions. Today we see their young son left behind when they leave town, like the parents in the movie. When they discover the mistake, they are frantic, as any parents would be. But we could also remember that at 12 years old, uh, a son is actually considered an adult. So in the meantime, the story focuses on Jesus as he astounds the teachers in the temple. He is a 12-year-old with an audience and seems to be fending quite well for himself, not the least bit concerned about his parents, And this is the holy family. Perhaps the term holy family is unfortunate in that it puts them in some kind of an unreachable uh, dimension. But we need to keep in mind that God instituted the family. The fact that is that the ultimate family value is for all of us to become holy families. No matter how our family may be constructed, families are groups of people who in their togetherness learn of and share the love of God. And though this may involve fun and good times, it is not always done in comfortable ways. The baby whose birth is celebrated grows up With no end of growing pains, boy or girl, a child does not have the same priorities as a parent. And so it is that family life includes a series of admonitions. It includes a whole lot of patience of give and take. It involves forgiveness. It involves learning. And sometimes it requires restarting or even retooling. Patching up wounds caused by thoughtless comments or thinking in terms of we rather than me can be a challenge. Perhaps we have accidentally or otherwise left a family member emotionally behind. Admitting that we were remiss or even wrong is all a part of the process So today the church puts before us a scene from the real life of this holy family, even while the images of a manger and shepherds with a newborn savior are fresh in our heads and hopefully also in our hearts. We are reminded that the difficulties went beyond Bethlehem we see one example of this in today's gospel when a family member becomes separated what the boy jesus encountered alone was very different from what the slighted young child in the movie encountered and yet he was apparently quite content at the same time his parents were not having one of the best days of their lives For from past readings, most of us know the ending already before the the reading began today. But it remains for us to do with it as Mary did. To consider it in our hearts that it might enrich our own family story. Not good to be alone. Way back in the book of Genesis, we read that it is not good that man be alone. So it is that God has blessed us with relationship in family. It may be a biological family, a foster family, an adoptive family, or even a chosen family. The common denominator is that we are all called to be holy in that relationship. And that, put in simple terms, means that we are called to become what God has made us to be. And also that in the process we can help the other family members to do the same. They should be closer to what God wants them to become because they are in relationship with us. Of course, this does not always happen. And when it does, the process is not always simple, but it is what we are called to strive for. Family life has its major defining moments, both delightful and painful. There may be births and accomplishments to celebrate. There will also be illnesses and deaths, as well as failures in which we need both to be supportive and to challenge one another. Many families cope with addiction in one or the other of its members. Such problems may be as difficult to admit as they are to resolve. But God's grace is always more powerful than our than our problems, including the ones that we create for ourselves and for others. Even after the celebrated child moves through the throes of adolescence and becomes an adult, the challenge often remains. Some grown children fail to launch as independent adults. Some go badly astray from the values in which they were raised. We may become lost from each other along the way and finding our way back takes at least as much effort as that put out by Mary and Joseph in today's story. In these times, we may have the opportunity to learn humility by putting our pride in our pocket as we reach through the pain to the love. Families are the birthplace of learning forgiveness how to give it, and how to accept it. Our family is our first school where we are all the teachers and the learners. It is without a doubt the most influential school we will ever attend. At times, our understanding appears to have a Grand Canyon that seems impossible to reach across. At 12, Jesus no more understood his parents' concern than they understood what he meant in telling them that he had to be about his father's business. But since when do 12-year-olds and parents always understand each other? That can only happen in a heart open enough to let God speak through it. Actually, all of this goes far beyond the age of 12. We've all all had uh, experiences of being clueless about what someone else might be talking about, or just as often others are baffled by us. We see the matter at hand from our perspective, and they see it from theirs. Mary did not understand how Jesus could do what he did. Jesus was equally clueless as to why his parents were so upset. But think about it Jesus did stay behind. But his parents assumed that he was in the large crowd as they were walking back home. Each of them contributed to the problem, but the issue is not who is at fault. The issue is how we reach into the well of family love to bring things back together. The issue is often how willing we are to see our own Role in the problem. Some would say that we need light to see, but just as often we need to see in order to create the light. Holy families do not have to have God for a son, holy families are the ones who provide an environment where their members can become sons and daughters of God. Not necessarily by following the path that we lay down, but being provided with an avenue to see and to experience the love of God in the place where they live. This is what homes and families are for. We've been spending our time focusing on a family with a 12-year-old and the scenario that was there. But I would venture to say that this example and this thought process goes all the way to the other end of the generation and the age bracket. As someone who has been in adult ministry, in long-term care ministry for many years... The examples are many, but I simply share this one. Because being abandoned or left behind or forgotten or lonely, Sarah sat alone. This was in a southern state. She sat alone, her hands freckled with age, rested in her lap. She wore her finest dress. Her nursing home room spoke of springtime. There were daisies in the vase, but there was a poinsettia blooming outside of her window, which was thus, it was near Christmas time. Sundays are special, you know, she said. Her nursing home wall spoke of family. An enlargement of a grandson hugging Brando, the terrier. There was a famed, a framed portrait of her son, who happened to be a dentist, and he lived with his family in Phoenix. There was a picture of Sarah and her late husband cutting their 40th wedding anniversary cake. It would have been 50 years this next May. Sarah sat alone. They came last Christmas, she said, brightly, as if defending her family. A telegram and a birthday card were taped to the dresser mirror. The church group sang hymns down the hall. She had done her best to make a small room look homey, but a person can only do so much. And of course, a thousand miles away, a family played Sarah is not sick or ugly. She is not useless or decrepit. Sarah is simply old. Like Billy Graham said, if you live long enough, you will get old. Sarah is simply old. Sarah is not senile, though at times she confesses that naivete of senility is tempting. She doesn't suffer from cancer or arthritis. She hasn't had a stroke. No, her disease is much more serious and severe. She suffers from rejection. Our society has little room for the aged. People like Sarah come in scores. No one intentionally forgets them. Maybe that's why it's so painful. You see, if there was a reason, like a fight, or a mistake, or a dispute, but usually it's unintentional. Unintentional rejection. It will kill Sarah. She'll die of loneliness. It doesn't matter how nice the convalescent home is. Nurses and old folks don't replace a grandbaby's smile, or a kiss, Or a kiss from a son or a daughter. Perhaps this portion of a little poem can speak it well for us. Spend all your love on her now. Forget not the hands though spotted. The hair though thinning. The eyes though dim. For they are a part of you. And when they are gone, a part of you is gone. Is there a convalescent in your acquaintance who needs your care today? What can you perhaps commit to doing on his or her behalf? As we leave today here with this story of the 12-year-old Jesus in our memories, God invites us to move it into our heart so that with the model of this holy family, we might do as Jesus did, that is to grow in wisdom and age and grace. Age will happen. Grace, though it must be recognized and accepted, will be given. Wisdom is up to us. And as we do this growing in faith together with the families of which we are a part of, or the families we find ourselves, we will become holy. May the example of our Savior Jesus at the age of 12, and the separation that took place, and how they had to resolve that conflict that seemed to be there, A resolving in love and God's love that's in their lives and forgiveness and togetherness. They grew and look what Mary did. She started putting all of those things and pondering them in her heart. And even at the end of the life of Jesus, Jesus was taking care of. Of his mother and making sure that there was someone there for her especially during those days until after they realized with Jesus's resurrection what it was all about we are in families families with a lot of love a lot of celebration but a lot of cares and concerns and problems taking God's love and the forgiveness that we have bought by our Savior Jesus on the cross, we can go through those concerns and problems and grow together and become like this holy family, for we are God's chosen people also, and our families are holy as well. In the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we go on. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.